We hinted we would do one and you know what? We haven't let you down. This is a special bonus episode of Cocktails and Roses just because you have been so lovely listening to us and supporting us through this season of the show. And because we thought it might be nice to hear from the very two people at the center of it all, Ellie and Becky. Now, unfortunately, Osha wasn't able to be at this chat, but he's already had a great discussion with the Miles sisters on his excellent Better Than Yesterday podcast. So people can go listen to that after if you want a double dose of Ellie and Becky. Of course, if you haven't watched this season of The Bachelorette yet because you've been waiting until the very end so you could binge them all in one day, get to Template now and rip through them or else you will get spoilers. Now, here's my chat with Ellie and Becky. It's so exciting to get a chance to talk to both of these ladies. I know that everyone, myself, our Cocktails and Roses listeners, have become so invested in both of you and your stories. And one of my favorite parts of the Bachelor franchise is being able to follow people's experiences after the show. So I'm very I feel very honored to be joined by Ellie and Becky today. <laughs> um First things first, guys, how are you? How are you doing after such an intense experience? We're doing really well, I think, all things considered. It was definitely a roller coaster, a lot of highs and lows, but I think it's just really nice to be back in Newey, spending time together with our friends and just being at the beach and sort of getting back to normality a bit and just recharging the batteries so yeah last week was hard with publicity and re-watching it all but I feel a lot more grounded that I'm back in Newcastle and yeah so so feeling pretty good actually I think everyone who watches the show can also and and follows you afterwards can see your connection to Newcastle and I can like as soon as you guys hopped on the call today I could just see you felt like so much more grounded and I know how hectic that publicity run can be so you've both done amazing um getting into the show how different was the whole experience, did it, did it marry up with what you expected going in? I don't know if we had many expectations going in. I think we just had a lot of high hopes in that, you know, we'd hopefully both find love. And um, I think we expected that we'd have a good time together, which we did. Mm-hmm. And we expected that it would probably be hard and it was. <laughs> yeah. But we yeah. tried to not, like, I guess, we sort, I guess we sort of just tried to take it as it came and we did that and, you know, we just, honestly, it just kind of felt like real life to us, like in a, in a weird way, like in a weird, not that our life is like that at all, but, <laughs> you know, like we were so raw and so real and like there just to, you know, bloody try and find love and so it just felt that real to us, I guess. Yeah, and I think going into it, I probably didn't expect there to be so many highs and lows. Like it was, it's actually such an emotional roller coaster. Like, you know, building connections with so many guys, sending, having to send people home that you really care about, and also just, just the schedule is really quite grueling because you're doing such long hours. So I don't know if I really understood the whole production kind of side. Yeah. So that yeah. was a bit of like a shock, but also it's really nice because now I really appreciate what goes into making a TV show. Yeah. yeah. And I think you definitely have a little bit more empathy for people that um, I guess are on TV and, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just on that. So like, I, I think Becky, for me personally, I Ellie have watched you since Matt's season, obviously, but it was really interesting to see someone like Becky be sort of thrust into such a lead role so fast. Tell me about like what I think what we haven't heard about much is what was the process to find you both as the bachelorettes? Like Ellie, were they initially talking to you and how did that all come about? 
Um, yeah, it is pretty interesting, like what you're saying, Alicia, because Becky's just so green to like all of it. And she just bloody jumped in and was incredible, I might add. You know, you just adapted so well in that environment and just held the guys accountable and you were just so so real and just so you. So I'm proud of you for that. But um I guess the process in how we both became bachelorettes. I think with the casting process and when they were scouting and stuff, um, they were on my Instagram having a look around. Yeah, I guess like I might have been considered um, since being on Matt's season last year and they saw some videos of Becky and I, like our travel videos, and I did like a surprise 30th skydiving thing for Becky. I think they just liked the dynamic and thought, let's bloody do something a bit different. Let's get just some real gals on there and give it a go. Becky, for you, when it was like first floated, what was your initial thoughts? <laughs> oh, I was just in disbelief. I was like, what do they want me on there for? Like Ellie's random sister with Ellie. <laughs> like I just, I, I think I was just in absolute shock and then it took a little while to sink in. And, and then as the casting, because I had to go through my own sort of casting process as well because they sort of came up with the idea, but then they were like, well, we want to get to know you, Becky, to see if we think you're going to be suitable. And then we ended up having a chat chat together and then they liked that and it just kind of all, mm. all happened. The casting process is quite long too. So, like, as that was happening and we are having meetings and stuff and going backwards and forth, like, the idea sort of continued to sink in and then we sort of were a bit, you know, we got used to the idea and got, like, quite excited about it and, yeah, yeah so... Well, I'm very happy we got to see it because it was honestly so, it was it was a treat to see you guys being, like we mentioned it on the podcast before, it's been like we've been watching One Long Hometown, meaning like <laughs> we get to see you guys evaluate the guys in lifetime, which has been so great. Um, let's get to the show. We know that you guys have had, you know, with my Instagram stalking, and and the media that's come out since show, it's clear that there were different outcomes after the show. Uh, Ellie, I might start with you. Mm-hmm. Where are things at with Fraser at the moment? Fraser and I are still together. We're, we're going good. Um, we're doing long distance at the moment. So, But I guess the good thing about that now is like it's a bit easier since things are out in the open. So... Yeah, we're just going to do a bit of backwards and forth and I'm going to move up to Queensland in January. In January. So we've got like a full on forward plan. Yeah, yeah. That is, it's so fantastic to hear that because I think that like, you know, having had to deal with long distance myself in a, in a couple of relationships, I think it is really important to have sort of like a date that you're reuniting. So that's really good. What, what, how are you feeling moving, like going up to that date? Are you guys, have you guys got some like plans? Are you guys? Yeah. Yeah. We've got, so we spent finale together last week and Fraser was meant to come down back to Newcastle with me, but he had like this virus and bug, like he was so unwell, the poor thing. So I know it was, it was disappointing because we like had like cute spa date and stuff (laughs) planned. It was like, let's get massages. I was like, Let's get massages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had like a couple's massage book. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like postpone that. But um, yeah, so this weekend we both have something on, but if he might come down to Newcastle the following week, otherwise I will go up to Brisbane the then following. Awesome. Yeah, so we've got so, logistics. We sorted. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tell me about just like initially post show. Mm-hmm. I saw that I love a compilation vid after <laughs> a season because I need to catch up really fast. Um, that it looked like you guys definitely had a sort of rendezvous. Tell me about that. Like how how did that go straight? I feel like having come off a show myself, I think, and with and having found someone that you are very keen on, it can be quite a, how did you find that move from being in the environment of production to literally you're sitting there with your person straight away and all the cameras, all the producers, everyone's gone? Oh, it was beautiful. Like, honestly, our first three days together, like immediately after were just amazing. Like, 
as soon as like we both arrived back at the rendezvous thing, um, rendezvous location, yeah. we just like spoke for like three hours, just like about the experience, about our lives, just sharing like, you know, everything with each other kind of thing. And then we had some beautiful time just like around the fire, singing, like cooking together. Like we didn't like watch much TV or anything really. I think it was a bit rainy, so we watched Ned Kelly one day. But like we just enjoyed each other. That is so <laughs> Ellie. It hurts. That is just like you to a T. While we while we on those three days, we might like pivot quickly to Becky yeah. without getting into like what happened afterwards. Tell me about those three days for you. Those three days, I I had this amazing memories, like gratitude kind of positivity box that my friends gave me for my 30th and it had like about 120 messages in it and we sat down by the little window and like had champagne and cheese and like read through all of those and spoke about my friends and like the Newcastle and showed show peak photos of all my friends and special memories and yeah we weren't on our phones at all we were playing cards we were I think we watched one movie but it was pretty much just getting to know each other and mm. having spas and sending us cute <laughs> photos they like oh <laughs> I didn't realize you guys had your phone yeah that would have been major and I think like you know you can scroll through your Instagram and like show your person you know everything that goes on in your life yeah Yeah. we had like we didn't have we didn't have much service we had a lot of black spots but we'd get like the old little bit of service to like we facetimed our families and then we were like sending Becky and Pete pictures and same vice versa but yeah it was mainly just like yeah, what you're saying, Alicia, like we'd go through like our photos and be like, this is my friend, like these are my friends, like this is my dog, like look at these memories, like it was yeah. really cute. Yeah. yeah, and just having, um, just like cooking together, listening to a lot of music because mm-hmm. on the show you don't listen to music. It's not like you're at a cocktail party and it's a party where you have like music and a dance. Yes. Playing like tunes and like figured out that we like the same music and then like having a bit of a slow dance in the kitchen like it was cute we had a really nice time so I love that okay let's do it we'll talk about the Pete after show stuff so I I almost like I was in basically in tears with you when I saw your radio interviews after the show um where where do we go with that so like obviously it it didn't end up as you would like it to end up. I, I guess I guess the question that I have, because I don't want to rehash everything that we've seen. Like I think that you have been so beautifully vulnerable over the last week. And honestly, I think so many women, I got this through my season, my first season of Bachelor in Paradise when I was sort of, I had difficulties with a dude called Jules, I had a lot of women DM me saying, look, I've been in similar situations. Your story has really resonated with me. And I think that that would just like, I imagine it's just the same for you, Becky. A hundred, Yeah, definitely. I've gotten so many DMs, yeah, from women who have been in the same situation who are like, thank you for being so, you know, like brave and courageous and like... <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's really sweet to receive those messages and and love and support. Like I haven't had one that hasn't been nice. So. Without rehashing it too much, the one question that I'm interested in, I guess, is after now it's all played out and that's happened. Yeah. You know, you receive the FaceTime and it's like, blah blah blah. I'm. You, we're not going to proceed with this, whatever. Okay, Pete. Um, after it's all played out, we, we we heard these pieces of information. Like he he said he was like having doubts at hometowns. Mm-hmm. H- had you had all that information at your disposal, do you think that you would have made a different decision? Um, quite possibly. Yeah, because I thought Pete was. Um, I thought his head was where my head was at. I thought yep. his head was probably, I, I don't probably think that he had as strong as feelings as what Adrian did, but I thought that he his head was in it and wanting to give it a shot. And so if I knew he was having doubts and could like hash that out with him a bit more, 
then yeah I think it could have been different for sure yeah I mean I think one of the things that's that's always sort of when I've been chatting to friends and I'd be interested to get your perspectives on this when I chat to friends about like finding a relationship through one of these shows and then taking it to the outside world I think in a way you almost like find the spark and someone who you could work really well with potentially outside in the show but then it's a whole new world when you step out of the show and it's almost like a reset on your relationship and you have to start again and build it up. I I guess my frustration watching on and seeing you in those interviews last week was I think you really deserved someone who was going to give it that shot. Like I saw, I think I saw, I saw the commitment ceremony, like you're even making me emotional. (laughs) Um, I saw, I saw the commitment ceremony as a commitment to give it a go more than anything. A hundred percent. Well, I get, how did you feel about the commitment ceremony reflecting on it now? Oh, it was, yeah, it was really hard because I feel like, if you think about what actually happened, yeah, I was, oh, I don't even know how to put, yeah. <laughs> put words to it, I think. like, Let's yeah. go back to fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a couple of, like I've just jotted down a whole range of questions of stuff from the show that I've just been, you know, had I had you guys... <laughs> like on text while we were recording Cocktails and Roses and while we were watching, I just wanted to know. Um, so like, you know, everyone asks like, what was it like doing it together? Cool. We can see you guys are like besties. That's great. Did you guys stay at the batch pad together through filming? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of our um, requests, but I don't think they ever planned to not have us together, mm. which is good because yeah, that would have been, imagine if we couldn't have, like, lived together. That would have been crazy. Like, we had really nice times together. Like, we trained together with PTs. We did this thing called Dennis on the tennis court, which is dance tennis. Oh, my gosh. I and, love like, that. and, like, Becky would say Becky would be out on, like, a late date and she'd come home. I'd just be, like, on the lounge in my gown, like, eating sushi and then she'd run in and, like, tell me all, tell me all about it. So they were really nice times, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. And I had this. Oh, it was like a no bad vibes kind of like spray thing. So it had like, what was like natural. Yeah, like aura or something. Stuff. So I'd go yeah. in and I'd, I'd spray our rooms in every corner and be like, no bad vibes. And yeah. <laughs> I love Smudged that. our rooms. <laughs> the, log- the logistics of the dudes like so sort of pre-show when you were like uh, I I imagine you probably got a little bit of information about how it was going to work with the guys before the show were you like nervous at all about how the logistics of like the guys would work no no not really I think we we had a chat with each other about how we should approach it and we both kind of just said look we we don't want to like dibs anyone yeah that's not that's not who we are anyway so we just wanted to get to know like meet all the guys see who we both quite liked and then go into the cocktail party both of us have a chat to all the blokes and see where their heads are as well but initially I think like what were like in early discussions when we're having our meetings with like casting and stuff like I guess Mm. we were under we were like how's this going to work like are we going to get our own guys each or is it a whole pool and I think initially we did think it was going to be our own set of guys each Mm. but it ended up being a pool of guys and as Beck said we just sort of went into it with an open mind knowing that we want the best for each other as well and we're not going to like be pricks to each other that's just not us and yeah. you know what it all split out very easily like there there wasn't any crossovers no. really at all like the guys were really honest with us like that's what we asked for like when you yeah. know what you who you like let us know and off we go yeah I love that Ellie how was it being on the other side so like tell me tell me about that shift from being in the mansion with all the girls and how that compares to this experience and the diff- the major differences that you found yeah it was it was so much 
fun like this time doing it with Beck like I had the best time last time as well like just the friendships with the girls and stuff um but like this time was great because like we got we got to go on obviously all of the group dates and like do most of the dates and be there for each other's journey I would expect that if somebody didn't have someone along there for the ride like a bachelor bachelorette it could have been quite isolating and lonely and a very different experience but I was very lucky to have my sister so like it wasn't really a lonely experience for me on either shows because on The Bachelor I made amazing friends with the girls on Bachelorette I had my sister um I think the main difference was it was just probably a bit more emotional like the first time I only had to focus on one guy whereas this time I was sort of you know having to explore connections with multiple guys and I've never done that before I'm not (laughs) used to that and like breaking up with guys when there's nothing wrong with them and I like I was saying this yesterday to someone like I don't remember the last time I had to break up with someone and suddenly I'm doing it one after the other with all of these great guys and like you know there's nothing wrong with them it's just that my heart's not in it and you know so I feel like when you come off one of these shows, there is like you mentioned the no no bad vibes. I love that. Like those are the little stories that I just relish. Tell me about those other like, oh God, I shouldn't say other guys, but like Becky for you, I feel like, I mean, Ellie, obviously you had your own host of sort of intense relationships, but Becky, I feel like it was very it was very pretty pronounced at the end. You had like Sam, Adrian, Shannon. Pete, like reflecting on those relationships. Tell me about that emotional intensity at the time. Oh, it it was really, it was really difficult because I was like, all these guys are incredible. And it was really hard because I wanted to be able to spend more time with all of them, but I felt like you have to prioritize your time and then you end up having more time with others and because they're so they're such great guys and it's like on the outside like I guess if it was just like one of them like you could you could you could almost give it a go with any of them you know but like as Becky said you kind of got to prioritize and essentially just pick your favorite based on how you feel you know like Hmm. I feel like if I look at the guys that you like your four guys I'm like I could have seen you with any four of them and like if it was just them on their own like you could have made a proper shot with any of them you know does that make sense yeah completely and I think you had this pool of amazing guys question for both of you you've got a single girlfriend and we'll keep it generic they're like they're looking for you know a unicorn of the guy so like just like you know you know what we all rattle off as girls we're like oh we want them to be like funny but like considerate and caring (laughs) full package and you were to recommend one of your guys that wasn't your final guy who would you like be like Sarah you should go out with this one I reckon Shannon really yeah Shannon's a good Shannon's amazing. He's really? so funny and yes. family values. Family values. He's got such he's got such a deep mind and beautiful heart. Like he he always had such like you know those last moments where he's like, Beck, who am I to get in the way of love? Like he said so many beautiful things throughout the whole experience, and so did a lot of the other guys that like unfortunately we didn't get to see, but I think he's really got a beautiful heart and you know he's ready to find a family and he's got his career sorted and I think he's definitely a whole package he's a pure guy and I reckon Joey I reckon Joey's like yeah such a good like amazing guy I reckon yeah, yeah whoever ends up with Joey's going to be such yeah. a lucky girl as well yeah but even like like Adrian like the other day I was I've got this friend and she's very into crystals and she's very hippie and like positive vibes and reminds me so much of Adrian. I was like, you guys would make a really good couple. Like, <laughs> I love this. You're just like going to farm out all these dudes, like no bachelor in paradise happening. So like, just get with all my single <laughs> friends. Get with all my friends. <laughs> well, don't go anywhere guys. We want to fire some more questions at these ladies after this quick break. Looking for your next favourite podcast? Why don't you head over to Short Black with me, Sandra Sully. I talk to all kinds of amazing women who are making a difference. Good women, great chat. 
Okay, so we've mostly got the men out of the way good because I want to drill down a little bit more on you guys because one of the things that I love after a season is following along with your journey. I'm that like manic person refreshing every feed, like going into all of those bachelor Facebook groups, trying to figure out what has happened. Now, it wasn't lost on me through the show. We know both of you guys are from the country. I don't know if managed to pick up on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think a lot of our audience is hungry for more information about what you guys do with yourselves outside of the Batchy world and what you're passionate about. So I'll start with you, Ellie. I know you're a nurse. Are you still nursing? What's your day-to-day life look like at the moment? At the moment, I'm not nursing. I finished up nursing in parks in February and then I moved straight to Sydney when COVID hit, tried to get a nursing job and it was like recruitment in health takes a while. And then, um, yeah, the opportunity for Bachelorette popped up and I was like, well, I don't want to stuff anyone around like in in hospitals, you know, trying to get a job and then, you know, off I go. And anyway, yeah, so this opportunity ended up happening so just gone with that I'm definitely going to be nursing again but I guess since I'm going to be moving out to Queensland just in a couple of months it's like I'm kind of in the same position like I don't want to stuff anyone around and you know by the time I got a job like here I'd probably just be bloody working over Chrissy and New Year's anyway so better start applying for Queensland jobs now yeah I actually should look into that like I might change state to state but um yeah, at the moment, yeah, just doing like a bit of social media stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely keen to get back into nursing. And day to day life is just basically hitting the gym, going to the beach, bit of work, um, tell- friends and family, recharging the batteries kind of thing. Tell me about the social media stuff because <laughs> I feel like not not social media is not toxic, but I feel like the commentary around people who go on a reality TV show and then go into the social media space. I feel like there's a lot of toxic commentary and a lot of judgment surrounding that. And I was wondering, like, tell me about you doing social media. Is it like, do you really enjoy content creation? Like what, how do you feel about your, like the audience that you gained from Matt Agnew's season? Tell me about that. Cause it's a big change and it's something new for people. I just like, I guess I'm really intrigued to hear more perspectives about it. That is like less cynical than, you know, the whole thing that we hear being passed around. It's like, oh, she went on The Bachelor and now she's like, selling teeth whitening like I think that that's such a I think it comes from such a cynical place and I think that from people that I've chatted to often it's quite enjoyable to create content so about that well I have always been creative haven't I Beck Mm -hmm. and like even before the show like I really liked you know having it quite an aesthetic feed on my Instagram and stuff not you know to get anything out of it just to for the purpose of being creative, I've always been a bit of an arty kind of kid. So I think, like, for me, I really do enjoy creating content. Like, my friend Laura, she's an incredible businesswoman. She has her own business and she just creates, like, the most beautiful content, like, in like with her products and stuff. And, like, I love sitting down and brainstorming ideas with her and, like, just with anyone. Like, I, and it's not even from a place where I... I don't know. It just sort of interests me and I like it. What do you think about that commentary surrounding social media? Like we hear it a lot. I think it's pretty rough. I mean, like, and I think with you, Ellie, like you only like to work with brands that you believe in and that you really like. Like mm. you wouldn't go and try and sell something that you d- you don't support. Yeah, yeah. Just to make a couple of bob. Yeah, 100%. But- does, it, does it affect you in any way? Because honestly, like having done a few collaborations here and there and, you know, if, if, if I receive negative commentary, I'm a pretty sensitive person anyway. Like does it affect you, people sort of being, I feel like it's trying to say like people who Instagram is vapid and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. People do come out of the woodworks and say stuff like that. I had someone say something to me yesterday being like, you know, you should be a better role model for people. Why aren't you doing something better in society? I'm like, 
I'm a bloody nurse. Like, piss off, you know? Like, I'm allowed to do more than one thing with my life. Like, why should I, you know, I feel like people should be able to do what they want to do without judgment. I'm not a judgy person. I'm honestly just like, bloody, go live your life and do your thing. But it's incredible, um, I guess, that there are people out there that, you know, will go out of their way to be so judgy and, mm. you know, and just, it's like, just live your life, do yeah. your thing. I don't do think it really... Do. I don't think it really affects you. No, the only thing that affects me with social media, which I've realised in this past week, would be like, I, and this is funny, like I was working through this with like my energy lady yesterday. It's almost like I'm having a bit of an identity crisis because it's like I know who I am and I don't feel any different to the person that I was before the show or being in the public eye or anything like that. But now like since I have been put into that world, like people... I don't know, like it, it's hard for me to sort of merge those two worlds and embrace it a little bit, especially when now it's like so in my personal life, like people getting involved in the relationship that I've made and made in this world and I'm so grateful for. Like if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have met Fraser and, you know, been like able to have a relationship with him. But it's just, it's something to adjust to. Like it's really, it's really it's really weird. Like I just feel like a normal person at the end of the day. And just on that, Ellie, how do you go just because I think it's pretty connected and, you know, I experienced it after my most recent show as well and Glenn. How do you go with like the speculation and people sort of being so invested in your story and I, I guess like the speculation, people being like, oh, you know, like to be str- like, I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Like when your your couple video comes out and you get these like comments being like, oh, they seem like they're like social distancing and stuff like that. What? How do you feel about that sort of stuff? Oh, I don't know. Like it's it's weird. Like it's weird people picking apart your relationship when it's like nothing's nothing's wrong. Like I had a lady message me today being like, you guys like aren't posting much, like you're not liking each other's photos. It's just like, you know, just like, and I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> but, like there's nothing wrong. It's just like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Like it's, it's, it's weird. Like I've never experienced it, like that kind of thing before. I haven't been in a relationship in like three or four years. And then like the first relationship I get in, I've got people just sort of picking things apart and it's like, Fraser and I are just like, whoa, like we're just like, we, yeah, we're yeah. both kind of like, we just feel like normal yeah, people. You're it's like, just weird. Yeah. And I guess for you, you're like, two days ago, I said, we're together and we're happy. Like, can you just take that on face value? Because that's just, that's just the way is it, what is. it is. Yeah. <laughs> we're quite private, like I think. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be that couple that's like posting shit all the time about each other and like really pushing that. Like, I don't know, like, it's just weird. For I feel like maybe I'm a bit traditional like that, which is, I know I sound like I'm bloody contradicting myself. Like I went on TV to find love and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like some things feel like they should be personal and, you know, like special to you. And like, I know yeah, I sound, no, I know you, I sound silly like, with what I'm saying. You like want to honour your relationship. And I feel like, I feel like it's quite arbitrary, I've noticed across like multiple seasons and through my own experience, people assign these like arbitrary value to like, okay, you you guys, you've said you're together. Does, do you need to post three times a week? Does that, does that like, does that do the, does that do people justice? Like I, I, it seems very arbitrary to me. Um, Becky, first off, before we get into like, because I just want to know more about you, um, how have you dealt with scrutiny and the social media and that, all of that jazz? Um, well, I think with the media in general, I think I've probably been a little bit more paranoid. It's just when you, you get papped and you don't realise. And so I'm like constantly kind of like looking over my shoulder, like that's, yeah that's really tough it's like when I was packed here in Newcastle and like we I guess we sort of thought we were safe in Newcastle from that kind of thing Mm. and it's like you know I find myself like I'm driving and I'm checking like if a car's following me like it's weird but I know it's not always going to be like that like hopefully people aren't going to care in a couple of months but (laughs) crikey it's just it's a lot yeah yeah it's just feeling like you don't have your privacy anymore like I feel like Sydney is such a hectic place so when we 
were going to Sydney for publicity and and pickups and everything. It was just like kind of expected there, but in Newcastle, everyone's so much more chill. So I was like, yeah, we're all good in Newcastle, but maybe that was just me kind of being naive, a bit naive. Yeah, me too. Um, and with the negative stuff, ah, I don't know. I think there was some stuff like at the start, like everyone's been so lovely and supportive right now yeah but before there were things like oh she looks 40 like you know she looks like Ellie's mom and and people just being nasty and but at the end of the day like someone's got to have like a a pretty sad life to want to like go and make up a fake profile and like bring you down so Mm. I just try and as soon as someone says something nasty I'm like block I'm like yeah yeah you know like get out I think that you guys have like, I have to say like on those points about, I find that that's something that people go to. Like on my seasons, it was, I've got to like, I still get it to this day on Daily Mail articles. There'll be like a picture of me and people will write like huge schnoz. And that's a really big insecurity of mine. Like I, I, you know, I don't have like a tiny little button nose. I feel like the moment in your season where you guys were talking to Pascal and you were like, no, no, no. Like, I don't need you to justify this to me. I don't need you to say like. They're beautiful. Yeah. F off with that. Like, are you like, okay, cool. Like, don't, you don't need to say I'm stunning. I know I'm stunning and I know you're an asshole. So (laughs) sorry, Pascal. I feel very passionate about it. Um, Becky, let's talk about you. Um, I, I don't, I don't generally like the whole, like what you do for work question, because I think that like sort of whittles people down to like, you know, their, their pure identity being their job. But so I guess what I'd ask is like, what's your day-to-day uh, are there like roles that you've had in the past that you've been really passionate about that you've really enjoyed like what does do you have a particular career that you want to go into tell me about that so for the last I think like nine years I've been working in government so I've been in the public service working for Department of Defense and wow I found, like yeah what? Like so I wish I knew that. Yeah. Of like, what do you do? I mean, I'm imagining it's not like ASIO because no. otherwise we wouldn't be going on national TV. <laughs> no, um, in procurement and contracting, so writing and managing um, defence contracts on behalf of government to support defence equipment and services. So did you I, enjoy it? How did you get into it? So when I finished high school, I didn't get the UAI, like HSC marks that yeah. I needed to go into uni. So when I moved to Canberra, I got into an office admin role in a procurement and construction council. And then I did some like kind of like TAFE qualifications in, in project management, started doing like project support kind of work. And then I applied for a job in defence as a project support officer when I was 21 and I was very lucky to have gotten that. And then I was doing like assistant project manager kind of work on some like submarine projects, so big acquisition contracts. Casually. Yeah. (laughs) I just like, it's just, I just kind of fell into it and I really enjoy the, the technical aspect of things. So part of writing a contract is developing the scope of work and understanding what exactly you need to buy. And so it's working closely with engineers, trying to describe what we need in, I guess, layman's terms or contractual language. And so (laughs) I'm just really interested in knowing little bits about everything. Like I probably... you're like tapped out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm like, I wonder if when people hear this, they're like, oh yeah, or like... No, I'm so I'm so intrigued. On so you moved to Canberra, like very intelligent. What? Why did you move to Canberra? Was it for the job? I moved to Canberra after high school. Well, in parks, there's not a lot of opportunities, and at the time, my um, my boyfriend at the time was living in Canberra. So yeah, it just kind of made sense. Like Canberra's only three hours from parks, so it was like kind of like the closest kind of city. Had some friends there, so it just kind of made sense for me. 
have been a Canberra girl myself and oh, really? would never go back because I was in <laughs> Dixon and it was about minus three degrees in winter, not even worse, just so bad. I'm going to dive into, not that like I am I love the Department of Defence stuff. I could talk about procurement all day, but let's. I just want to rattle off some listener questions while I've still got you guys. Um, from the show, what was your favourite date? The double date boat date yeah that was great great. fraser and pete oh yeah that was lovely also becky you looked really hot on the adrian date like when you were sort of like 1950s get up i really liked that outfit it was super cute and girly yeah when you came on the screen i I remember like messaging you and be like shit you look hot yeah Um, did you guys did you guys watch together uh, sometimes yeah. yeah yeah A lot of the time, other times, like, Becky would have, like, a big, like, group of her friends over and I'd go to my friend's house or we'd be, like, with mum and dad and stuff. Bit of a mix. Another listener question, and these are just going to jump around a lot. Do you regret doing the show now that you've come through the crazy experience? Oh, no way. I don't regret it at all. Like, I know things, I didn't get my fairy tale ending, like, how I had hoped, but I feel like I learnt a lot about myself. I, I think if you if you watch me from episode one to the last episode, I think you can really see that I became a lot more comfortable in front of the camera and just being like open and and all of those kind of kinds of things. So it was a good challenge. It was you, a good challenge. Hmm. I love that answer because I think like one thing I've been frustrated and like I'll flag this by saying like I'm real I'll, I'll get, I get real deep like I'm not uh, to my own detriment like I'll get into the forums I'll get into like Instagram comments and one of the things that I think the commentary that I've been really disappointed at is like people sort of robbing you of your own autonomy and being like oh like why has Becky been roped into this bachelorette experience and it's like no this show is amazing and I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it yeah we had so much fun together like and we didn't think that we'd be able to get closer as sisters either so that that's pretty beautiful as well that Mm. we've we're like even closer and all the boys were so bloody genuine and nice and I'm just so glad that I've made some beautiful friendships after this as well like Adrian and I are close Shannon I was messaging Shannon the other day Sam was asking me like a question about I don't know something so like I know it's all pretty hectic at the moment you know because like you know any move that you make people will be like if you go have like a freaking coffee with Shannon it's gonna be like oh Becky's pregnant with Shannon's baby (laughs) (laughs) do you think do you think in the future like maybe a bit down the track that you could like catch up with the guys and like create friendships yeah, definitely. Further um, than you've got we'd already. We'd love to do like a reunion with the boys. Like, just everyone get together and hang out and have a drink and, you know, reminisce at the good old times. Like, <laughs> I love that. Now, on the guys, because like I love that you say that they're all so genuine and mm-hmm. just lovely. From, you know, what the audience, you know, you get all this commentary about how people are perceiving the guys, like even me, like when when Adrian had that chat with you about like, um, you know, he said like the thing that you never meant to say on a bachelorette show being like, oh, let's not think about the end too much. Do you think that the way that the audience perceived any of the guys was like way inaccurate? I think the thing that the audience doesn't know, I guess, is that you only see a, a little bit of these guys. Like there's no way there's enough time to get, you know, a full on grasp of who a person is. Like, and, you know, like, for example, I'll use James as an example. Like, he was sort of like the hothead, intense guy. But, like, he had a really beautiful soft side as well. Like, you just saw one part of him. Like, he's also a really great guy and really lovely and thoughtful. And, yeah, I think that's important for the audience to realise. There's just, you don't see every side of every person. Like, mm. there's just not enough time. <laughs> Plus his fetish for being dominated. <laughs> I Anytime I think of James, I just like, I'm like, James fetish. It's <laughs> ingrained in my mind. Um, what? Do, and this is, this is so interesting, Ellie, because you just like said it yourself about what the audience knows and doesn't know. Is If you could articulate just something from 
you know, your own lived experience on this show and post-show and what you sort of read. I hope you like, you're probably better than me and stay away from the stuff a little bit. But if either of you guys could just articulate something to the audience about, you know, what you would want your average punter to know or to realise about reality TV. Okay, I've got a good one. So it takes about 200 hours of footage condensed into one hour to make an episode. And the thing is, the story has to make sense to the audience. So no one's just sitting there being like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. What's actually going on? So, you know, like it is a TV show at the end of the day. And, you know, it's not possible to tell the entire story because we were there for bloody months and months. And there's hundreds of hours of footage that goes into one episode. Becky, what about you? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think you kind of hit it on hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, really. it's like just like don't be so harsh on people from what yeah. you see on TV because you don't get the full story. Yeah. Like or just, just or just take what we say for face value. Like if I've said something in an interview, that is, you know, that's my truth. Mm. Don't you don't need to kind of question that because and don't like the media likes to dramatize things a lot or just say yeah, have just, a specific angle on something yeah, to get or, or people say false, engaged. Or say false things. Yeah. So, unless if it's coming from my mouth, I wouldn't believe anything yeah. you see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that I think it so often happens that like people want to, you're literally saying something and so people are like trying to read between lines that are not there. Like you're telling us what has happened. Um, getting to the end of my time with you ladies what is next for you guys so like Ellie you're moving to Brisbane is the plan to like have a look look at those nursing jobs like is there anything like would you like I don't know I'm like I got got to not answer your question for you Um, yeah, definitely want to get back into nursing um, part-time for sure. I love my job. Like I get so much out of it. Like it's a very fulfilling job being able to t- take care of people when they're, you know, in their, having experiencing their worst moments. So definitely keen to do that. Definitely keen to go on some adventures up in Queensland and do some exploring with Fraser and like friends up there. It's really exciting. I've got like really lovely friends up there as well. So I'm excited for that as well. And yeah, I think just bloody... Live life. Are there any like projects in the pipeline? Oh, I think I definitely want to do more um, adventure stuff on my Instagram. Like yeah. I think like how Becky and I did that skydiving thing for Becky, like that was mint, like and that's, that's so, so cool. me. Like I just I just want to fill up my life as if it's a highlights reel and just go on adventures and experience life and do stuff like that. So I definitely want to share more of that with, um, I guess, my audience on Instagram. But um, projects, I've got a couple of things in mind, um, but whether they happen or not, I'm not sure. Becky, what is next for you? Like what's your next, I don't know, yeah, six so, months look like? Well, my dog is currently with mum and dad, so <laughs> I want to go go home and pick up my dog. I miss him like crazy. Yep, short term, love that. Short term. <laughs> Um, I want to get back into work. So either part-time or full-time back into some sort of defence contracting space. Come to I'd Perth, like, there's heaps of defence. Yeah. Oh, there's so much work out there. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned about we'll, that. We'll come for a visit. We yeah. Please, seriously, please. There's so many like Ellie, the adventure stuff right up your alley. I'll talk to Tourism WA. We'll go like, we'll go do some crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what about down the track sort of? five years like where would you like like if you were to do the whole you know picture of your life where would Mm -hmm. you want to be yeah well I want to buy a house so I was planning on buying a house before COVID happened so I'd like to get in a place buy a house maybe do some renos have a veggie garden um good yard for the dog yeah good yard for my dog do meditation and stuff Ellie goes to a really good kinesiologist so like an energy lady and She's been getting a lot out of that, so I want to do a bit of that. Be take care healthy. of yourself. Like mental health is huge, isn't yeah. it? And just making sure you're actually making moves to take care of your yeah. mental health. Um, I think short term, I want to just do new things. 
whether that's go try Pilates or cook new things or, yeah, I don't know, just do, yeah, just hang out with friends. Um, five years down the track, I would love to, I would really like to find a partner and, and have a home and have kids and stuff. So I think that's definitely um, an achievable five-year goal, hopefully. Bloody hell. I think so. Next season, Bachelorette, Becky Solo. Oh, <laughs> Honestly. Imagine that. That would be insane. No. Uh, I'd watch so. it. <laughs> so would I. What, what advice would you guys have for next year's Bachelorette, whether that's Becky or, you know, someone else? Follow your heart. <laughs> Oh, I think I learned that oh one. God, I sure. love that. Mic drop. Wow. No, oh, that. that I think is... you might get that tattooed on me. Yes, Becky. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That is just like where that is all we needed. That is all. The episode yeah. that's made the episode for me. <laughs> Ellie and Becky, it has been such a pleasure to follow your journey. There you go, Asha, Um, (laughs) through this season of The Bachelorette and we wish you all the best for what's next to come. Thank you for chatting to me this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks, Felicia. You're so lovely. Oh, stop. (laughs) I hope we can have some wines at some point. I hope so. I feel like we get along like a house on fire. I agree. Helen used to say the nicest things about you. She (laughs) loves you. So I feel like we know you. Thank you guys. And honestly, just all the listeners need to take that with them. Follow your heart. (laughs) Thank you. Well, there you go. It was so much fun talking to both of those girls. I'm so excited to hear that Ellie is moving to Queensland. And I've got to say, I think I've got a bit of a girl crush on Becky. She's just so beautiful and authentic. Thank you guys for listening to Cocktails and Roses this season. If you've got a second and you want to do me a favor, please give us a nice rating or review on your podcast app and spread the word to your friends because we really, really appreciate it. I can't wait to see what 2021 has to hold for Bachelor Nation and we'll catch you next year.